0: I'm so grateful for the music ministry of the Voices of Hope and just so excited about all the Lord is doing here at Community of Hope. Look y'all, I'm excited about this word for today. And so if you would go with me to a very familiar place in Scripture, Psalm 23, the 23rd Psalm. And many of you all know it, we all know it. And and if you all don't mind, I usually read stuff out of New International Version, but today I want to read this in the King James Version, because it's probably the version that many of you all learned this as a child. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down on green pastures, leadeth me beside the still waters, he restoreth my soul. Leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. my brothers and my sisters, I want to share with you on, on the thought today, on the concept today, on the theme today. It's basic, so you don't have to be. It's basic, so you don't have to be. Come on, let us pray. God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this day, and we're grateful that on this Sunday, God, you have a word for us. Now, God, use me to bless them. Uh, God, in Jesus' name, save somebody, heal somebody, deliver somebody, set the captive free. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, and amen. It's basic, so you don't have to be. Now my brothers and my sisters, I don't know if this was a national thing, or a, a, a regional thing, an East Coast thing, but I know it was a DMV thing. But one of the worst things in the world, or one of the interesting things in the world, one of the things that you just did not want someone to call you, especially someone of the opposite sex was basic. I mean if someone asked about you or that was talking about you, you didn't want them to call you basic. Uh, that everybody wanted to seem to be exceptional. I don't know about you, uh, but, but I always wanted to uh, feel that there was something special about me, something significant about me. And so one of the worst things in the world is if someone uh, was talking about you, if they called you basic, if they called your wardrobe basic, or if they called your personality basic, or if they called your friends basic. Uh, I, I mean, they would say it and they could say it with such a little basic blah, 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 he, he basic. No, and, and, and so a challenge would often happen if someone called you basic. But one of the things that I realized in scripture as I've been uh, j- walking this journey with Jesus is sometimes God will make things basic so you don't have to be. In other words, that God uh, makes things so simple, so simplistic, so easy to follow, that you can be able to follow it, and when you follow it, you can live a life that's exceptional. You can live a life that's extraordinary. You can live a life that is far beyond what you're living right now, Uh, that it's basic. I mean, the gospel's basic. I mean, that the the directions are basic, so you don't have to be. And and if you don't believe me, uh, the scripture I read was something that many of us learned as children. 23rd Psalm. It's a very basic thing. It's a very simple scripture, but in that scripture, there's so much that if you can just uh, be able to grab a hold of the foundations of the 23rd Psalm, it can be able to help you to live an extraordinary life you got to understand the 23rd Psalm was written by a gentleman by the name of David. Y'all know David who killed Goliath. Y'all know David who became king. And David had a, a running kind of a life. He had a life that had all kinds of ups and downs. But at the end of the day, uh, that God really respected David and spoke highly of David. And here you have David who ended up being the king of Israel. And so David wrote many of the divisions in the book of Psalms. And so as you look at the work of David, here we have Psalm 23. And in Psalm 23, he starts off with some things that I believe can help us all along our journey. One of the first things I believe that you can understand, uh, if you understand just the basics of it, is one of the basic foundations is that God will provide for me. Uh, You need to say it to yourself, God will provide for me, for me. Now, I know usually when I talk to you, I say something, God will provide for you. But if you allow me, I want you to be able to internalize this in such a way that when you take my points, you say the first point is God will provide for me. Bible says the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That David understood, David made this a very personal type of a piece. That was a personal pronoun. The Lord is my shepherd. Uh, that the, the, the David had the understanding of that while the Lord may be your shepherd as well, uh, that there were some pieces of this relationship that David could take ownership of and say the Lord is my shepherd and therefore I shall not want. And I've come by to let you know that you've got to be able to understand to have a personal relationship with God in a way that you can say the Lord is my shepherd. I didn't say the Lord has been good to my grandmama. I didn't say the Lord is my mama's shepherd. I didn't say the Lord is my grandfather's shepherd, but I know God for myself. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Uh, it's an interesting thing, but that statement is a statement, a faith statement that David is making. David is making a faith statement of God's provision, of God's supply and saying that the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want and that uh, implies one that God wants to take care of David but two it implies that there's nothing that God can't do and so In that statement, it deals with the fact that it deals with God's ability, but it also deals with God's capability. It it deals with the fact that God uh, uh, could do it, God wants to do it, but it also deals with the fact that God has so many resources that there's nothing I stand in need of that God can't meet me right there. And I don't know about you, but that's good news because sometimes I don't have enough. Sometimes my resources aren't enough. Sometimes my hookups aren't enough. Sometimes the people I know are not enough, but the reality of the situation is the Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. It, it, it says he leadeth me. It, it says that he, he maketh me to to, to to lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside the still waters. Now you've got to understand that green pastures are the kinds of pastures the sheep need. So in other words, if you've got a shepherd, then that means that you are the sheep, and, and the Bible says that he leadeth, he 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 makes me lie down in. Green Green pastures. That means that he takes me to places because sheep eat grass to where I can be able to get my fill. It says he leaves me beside the still waters. It means that the still waters are the waters that are safe for sheep to be able to go and to drink. That means that God will take care of your physical needs, that God is such a good God that God will provide for your needs. I, I like that because you've got to understand that sheep are actually some of the dumbest animals there are and a sheep will sit there and eat where they are. They'll eat all the grass where they are. They'll eat it down to the dirt and just keep staying in that same place. And so they need a shepherd to be able to show them where the green pastures are. And I thank God that sometimes I'm not as smart as I think I am and I need God to show me uh, uh, where to be able to go to be able to sustain myself, whether it's the green pastures or whether it's the still waters. I thank God and and then the, the scripture says, and he restores my soul, and, and so I thank God that means that if He's going to take me by uh, the green pastures and the still waters, that means He's taking care of my physical needs, but also restoring my soul means He's taking care of me mentally and emotionally, that God is taking care of me mentally and emotionally and, and restoring my soul, and somebody during this season, my God, Jesus, you need God to restore your soul. You need God uh, to be able to come and give you peace of mind. You need God to be able to come in and be able to uh, calm and heal your broken heart. And I've come by to let you know that's a part of job, God's job responsibilities. That is, And God's job description, a part of it is soul restoration. And I don't know about you, but that is amazing news. Because every now and then, my God Jesus, uh, the, 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 I get to feel some kind of way. And I need God to restore my soul. One of the basics is that God will provide for me. One of the second basics is that God will guide me. I told y'all I keep saying me because I want you to be able to say you, say me for yourself, that God will guide me. You go on to the scripture that says what? That he leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Uh, Now, now I love that scripture because it says he leads me in the path of righteousness. God takes me in the path where I can do right. God takes me in the path uh, that God would have me to go to live a righteous life, but it says for his namesake. Well, what that means is that God leads me in righteous paths and along righteous journeys so that God can be glorified through my life. What does it mean to be able to move in a direction that brings glory to God? I'm talking about this is the God that created the whole universe. This is the God that did everything. But yet, a God can put me in a direction that because of what I do, where God puts me, God can get glory, and, and that's what I want my life to be. I want my life to be a life where God gets the glory. I'm talking about, I want God to lead me along a path uh, that, that God's name becomes great. That not my name becomes great, but God's name becomes great. How does God's name become great? Because when people look at me, they say, I know that Tony Lee does not have enough to do that. I know he's not smart enough. I know he's not paid enough. And, and every time we ask him, how did it happen? He say, God did it. He said that God is the one that helped me. God is the one that put me in position. God is the one that led me along this journey. But then it goes on further to say, and yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me and thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. As God guides you, God won't just be with you when it's good times. God just won't be with you in the paths of righteousness. But every now and then, We all have to go through the valley of the shadow of death. I'm not even talking about just death, but I'm talking about just a dark valley. I'm talking about a dark situation in your life. I'm talking about dark circumstances in your life. It may not be physical death, but it can be the death of dreams. It can be the death of relationships. It can be the death of finances. It can be the death of hope. And you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. But I thank God that it says that that, that God will be with you right there. I'm saying, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death what I will fear no evil because thou art with me And, and, and I love that because you see I can tell you that God is the God of the valley but what I like about this scripture is it says that God is the God in my valley you see, uh, if I know that God is a God of the valley, a God will be in a valley, then I, I know that for somebody else, and I'm hoping that God may be, show up for me and mine. But when I can tell you that I know for sure that God is the God that is with me, that yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, because thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. That, that it doesn't say that I'm out of the valley. It doesn't say that I'm out of the situation. It doesn't say that I'm out of the situation but it says that God is right there with me in the middle of it all. And I I want to send a word of encouragement to somebody who you find yourself in a valley. You find yourself in a dark place. You find yourself in a low place. You find yourself needing comfort. Uh, I've come by to let you know that God is sitting right there with you. And somebody say, well, Reverend, I, I don't know how God is sitting there with me. And I'm telling you, the fact that you made it through is because God's been wrapping God's arms around you in the middle of this storm and in the middle of your valley, and if you just look around, I promise you that God is right there with you. The second thing is you've got to understand that God will guide me. But the third thing, and I'm up out of here, is you've got to know that God will catch my back. That's right, God will catch your back, and God will catch my back too. Uh, As you look at the scripture, I love the scripture, but the scripture, when I look at it, it reminds me of situations when I was younger. When I was younger, when I was a young man, um, I I wasn't always uh, uh, as sanctified acting or trying to live as I am right now. When I was a young man, I used to go to parties all the time. And when I would go to the party, when I would go to the go-go, there would be two people that would always be with me. One would be Reverend Bill Lee, and it's funny because At that point he was four years he's still four years younger than me so say if I was in early college years he was still in high school but we would take Reverend Bill to the parties and the clubs with fake IDs don't tell nobody that because that ain't the way to live and it'll get you in trouble but we would take him into the club with us and the party with us and the second person would be my cousin black people cousin, that's why I call him my god brother James Hardy, one of my best friends, one of my best friends, and so brother James Hardy and Reverend Bill would be with me, that wherever I went, and the challenge for me was that I was always drinking or smoking to go out. I I, I had an issue. I had an issue that I couldn't be happy if I wasn't drinking or smoking. I had an issue that I couldn't socialize if I didn't have some MD-2020 or some Thunderbird or some Red Bull um, or some grain alcohol. I had an issue that if I had no butt, then I couldn't enjoy myself. And so I would always be drunk or high, and I had anger issues. And so if you miss drinking and smoking with anger issues, I was always getting into a situation. And so no matter where we went, whether it was a go-go, whether it was a club, wh- wherever we were on a Friday or a Saturday night or even during the week, that wherever we were, I would always get in some kind of drama. Uh, but the thing is that I told y'all that wherever I went, that Reverend Bill and, and, and Brother James were always there with me. And, and the challenge for me was I would get into drama, but it wouldn't just be drama with one person. It would be a two people, three people, four. And, but but what, what ended up happening was that wherever we were, no matter No matter how the party was and no matter where I wandered off, Reverend Bill, who was then just Bill and James, always followed me. Uh, They could be talking to a young lady on the other side of the party, but they were always watching me because they knew I was always bound at any moment to get into some kind of drama. And and, and the thing that uh, I look back over and I appreciate so much about them was they never left me, but they were always following me. They always had my back. Now, I always had their back. Whenever drama popped off, I always had their back. But, 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 but because of, of my attitude, because of my anger issues, because of my drinking and smoking issues, I think I needed them to have my back much more than they needed me to have theirs because I just stayed in so much more trouble. But, but the thing is, anything to pop off. And by the time it started to pop off, James and Bill were right there beside me because they always had my back. And that's the thing I love about this scripture, that at the end of the 23rd Psalm, it says that surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life somebody, you know what it's like to be like me. You know what it's like to always end up straying. You know what it's like to always end up in some kind of drama in your life. You know what it's like. And I don't mean fighting drama. I just mean in life. But I've come by to let you know that that, that David wanted to make sure you understand that goodness and mercy, just like I had Reverend Bill and I had James Hardy, that goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. I, I know I've had me some good days, but I've had some bad taste too. I've had uh, 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 I've had some ups and I've had some downs. But through it all, goodness and mercy they followed me. I had things when I got it right and I've had days when I got it wrong. I had days when I lived righteous and I had days when I lived evil. But goodness and mercy they kept following me. I had days when my folks were proud of me and I had days where they hung their head in shame. But goodness and mercy they followed me. I had days when I felt good about life and I had days in which I was upset about life, and and I just felt like going in and throwing in the towel. But goodness and mercy, they kept following me. And I've come by to give you a word today that I don't care where you are, what you're dealing with, what you're going through. If you understand the basics, then you don't have to be basic. Once I got to the understanding that God was my shepherd, and that God would take care of me, and that God would guide me, and that God would always catch my back, it allowed me to move at a level beyond my basic self. It allowed me to move at a level in which I could move at heights I had never imagined because I knew that God would always be there right with me. And I knew that if I just followed and kept my hand in the hand of the Lord, that goodness and mercy would always be there and God would always make a way. Somebody today, I want to encourage you. Start the business because God is guiding you. I want to encourage you to to leap out and go back to school because God is guiding I want to encourage you uh, to to be able uh, to take that risk because God is guiding you and goodness and mercy are there to follow you and shall follow you all the days of your life. And it's the part I love and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If there's not a place I want to be more than to be in the house of the Lord, to be serving God, to be doing God's work. And you've got to understand the house of the Lord isn't about the building, but the house of the Lord is about wherever God is. Lord, have mercy. That's where I want to be. That if God is about it, then I want to be about it. If God is in it, then I want to be in it. If God is doing it, then I want to be doing it. And I'll be walking with goodness and mercy right there beside me. And I know that I've got my back And I can be way more than basic baby, but I can be extraordinary. Why? Because I believe I can fly. Why? Because I believe that i got everything I need to be everything God God has called me to be. <laughs> and God has not called me to be basic. God has called me to be extraordinary. God has called me to change the world. Somebody today, uh, that's what God wants to speak to your life. You're not basic. You're extraordinary. I know they've always called you but You're extraordinary. I know they've always said what you can't do. You're extraordinary. I know they've always said who you won't be. You're extraordinary. And if you grab a hold of that, and let goodness and mercy walk it out with you, then, my God, there's no telling what you, won't be able to, what you will be able to do. Let God do it. Follow God. And let God make the way. Look, if you're watching if you've never accepted Christ, one of the things I had to learn and understand was that along my journey, I had to give it over to God. The drinks couldn't do it. Uh, the bud couldn't do it. The fighting couldn't do it. The women couldn't do it, but I had to be able to trust God to understand that none of that could define me. But if I found my definition in Christ, I could be so much more than I ever, ever dreamt or imagined. Today I want to give you that opportunity. I learned years ago that I needed to give my heart to Jesus. The Bible does say that God loved the world so much that He gave His Son that whosoever believed in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This is basically a decision, deciding to turn your life over to Christ, accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, believing that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. If you're watching today and you want to give your heart to Christ, today we want to give you that opportunity. Today, if you're already saved, but you need a church home, And you want to make Community of Hope your church home. Today we want to give you that opportunity. Or you may already be saved. You may already have a church home, but you you want to rededicate your faith. Today we want to give you that opportunity. Whatever it is, let today be your day. Let this be your moment. And I promise you, God will make all the difference. Look, if that's you, if you want to give your heart to the Lord, there's a link that they're putting in the chat. If you're watching this and we're not in the chat or you're watching this, uh, if you type, uh, if you text um, to the number 474747, if you text the words hope decision, one word, hope decision, to 474747, a link will come up for you to be able to fill out uh, all the stuff so we can connect with you as a church family. We want to hear about your decision. If you're deciding to give your heart to Christ today, if you're deciding to make Community of Hope your church home, if you're deciding to rededicate your faith, or even if you just want prayer, uh, type HOPE decision, one word, to 474747. But also in the chat room that I have the link right there for you, you can just click on the link, whichever way you want to do it. But we need to make sure to get your information so we can follow up with you, get you plugged in to all that's happening at Community of Hope. If that's you, if you want to give your life to Christ, if you want uh, to if, if, if you want to rededicate your faith, uh, if you want to join the church or if you just want prayer, come on, I want you to repeat this prayer after me it 's my prayer, but it 's your faith. Say, God, I thank you for Jesus who died for me and you raised from the dead, that I could be saved. Please forgive me for my sins i don 't want to live that way anymore. And right now, I ask Jesus to come into my heart and be in control of my life. I want to live the way you want me to live and be the person that you've called me to be. So I thank you, God. I'm saved. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer, if you accepted Christ, uh, right there, that link that they're giving you, or just text hope decision to 474747. Hope decision to 474747. And we'll be blessed to be able to connect with you and get information from you to God's honor, to God's glory. Community of Hope, what a wonderful day. Don't you forget, uh, 10 o'clock today, we've got free groceries at Iverson Mall, 10 o'clock to 12. We've got free groceries at Iverson Mall, so October the 4th, Sunday, October the 4th. On this Sunday, we've got free groceries at Iverson Mall from 10 until 12. Uh, but other than that, also we'll still be blessed to be able to have you give. There's still time to be able to give. You can give in many of the ways that we have for giving, whether it's Cash App at Dollar Sign, Give COH, the GiveLify app, the Text to Give, or even if you're giving right there on the website at hiphopenation.com and just click in the Give Now area. That whatever way you want to give, we'll be blessed to have you give. And we believe that God shall get the glory out of your giving. Now as you move forward into this week, I want you to make this an extraordinary week. Not a basic week, an extraordinary week. To God's honor and to God's glory. Let me pray for you. God, in Jesus' name, I thank you for everyone who's watched. I thank you, God, for whatever time they're watching, whatever day they're watching, whenever they're watching. And I thank you, God, your hand is on their life. Now, God, in Jesus' name, I ask, God, that your grace, your mercy, the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit would rest, rule, and abide in them. In other words, God, may you walk with us, may you talk with us, may you live in us, that we can live for you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. God bless you, COH. Have an extraordinary week.